Hi, uh, welcome to episode seven of season four of our podcast. I'm Mary Abazia, and uh, with me today is, of course, both Tom Spitali and Sean Wellham. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. So um, this season, we're focusing on trends that you need to know and you need to prepare for. Um, and especially with B2B, we see that there are certain things that really can crush a business or can really accelerate them. So we call these mega trends. And uh, this first episode, Sean, in the first episode of this, Sean had mentioned that when you're thinking about trends, that it's typically factors that are outside of the company's control. But nonetheless, you have to manage it and because uh, it can, can impact your business. So Tom, what are the trends that we want to talk about today? Well, today we want to talk about the trend of gamification, which can be defined as simply applying aspects of game playing to business in order to invite more engagement with a product or a service. Now, this trend is hot right now because many Gen Yers, many millennials obviously have grown up playing games. And they are, they are really motivated by the opportunity to play and win in a number of aspects. And in, in, in businesses are, are, are grabbing on to, to this trend, using gamification to do a number of things, like using it to invite more customer interaction on your website or help you invent new products, get employees to go the extra mile to take care of customers, even to, to train employees in a more um, enjoyable and, and, and really effective way. So today we want to talk about how gamification is impacting B2B industries and what you can do to leverage the fun and games. Mm, that's good. Um, Sean, what, where have you seen some of these types of examples? You know, it's interesting because gamification is obviously a fairly modern term relating to the growth of the, the, the games industry, the consoles and all of that sort of stuff. But, but really the, the concept behind it, the engagement, the, you know, the badges, the, 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 the progress uh, bars, the, all the elements of the game, they've existed for a long time. You know, I mean, 100 years ago, when um, who were those people that did the, uh, the green stamps? Yeah, S and H green stamps. And- in there 18, you go. Spirit. Actually, 1896. There you go. So, <laughs> so they came up with an idea that said, we'll sell retailers and other businesses these stamps. They're redeemable from our catalog for goods. And people are incentivized to fill their little books up with the stamps. And when they've got enough, they can buy whatever it is their heart desires. So in many ways, the concept of gamification is is uh, – is not just not just last century now; it's the century before, if it's eighteen ninety six. So it's a pretty old <laughs> concept. But I guess what we're really looking at now is is there's so many more options to implement these kind of things that don't require the infrastructure or the physical properties of a of a green stamp and a book and a catalog. You know, everything's digitized to the extent that just about any business can can implement this kind of thing. So I, I guess it's um, our task today is to think about how. It, it's even more relevant today, isn't it? That's, that, I guess, the question. How do yeah, we do that? Yeah, I think so. And I think that um, sometimes naysayers will go, yeah, but that's, uh, that isn't relevant. We're, you know, especially B2B, we're trying to get our business done, um, you know. And so there's some confusion often with game-based learning, which is like where you might have Minecraft or something. And um, why people have fun, especially kids, but anyone can have fun doing it. 
it, the objective is a bit different. You know, you may or may not be learning, but um, the key to gamification is, is that the objective is for people to engage in any way that they can. And typically when people have fun, they're more likely to open their brains and open their uh, creativity to come up with much better ideas on how they can run their business. So the objective has to be about learning but finding all those cool ways to to make it more fun and, like you said, have incentives. It's the it's the enjoyment as well, and people enjoy competing. I mean, you think in our classes, and Tom, you're the master at this, of uh, of rocking up to a class with a with a, a a bag load of fairly cheap trophies and rewards, and encouraging different teams to 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 compete um, by sharing out stuff that I'm sure nobody would go to the store to buy. But yet, as soon as it becomes a a reward and a tangible um, a thing they can put on their desk. They go nuts for it. And that's a sort of gamification too, isn't it? It sure is. That's how it's impacted our business, I think. And um, I'm maybe going to disappoint everybody who's listening to this podcast who has been to to one of our gamified workshops. But it's uh, the, the awards themselves cost about a dollar, what, dollar sixty on Amazon, Mary, that we hand out to people. You, you paid, you paid way too much, Tom. You paid I may have, I may have, I may have over, over, but nothing but quality for our folks, right? Um, but it's amazing, Mary and 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 Sean, you two, we we've all been amazed at how people will compete voraciously for that dollar fifty award, you know, and and it's interesting because I think it, it leads me to a point about this in that. There are different ways that you can apply gamification in your business. Sometimes you can apply it, you know, a, a direct link to gaining interest in the product. Um, and sometimes maybe if your product is a serious product that you don't want to gamify, you still can create a, great, a game around perhaps learning about your product and inviting people to just, you know, engage and, and, and look at material that hopefully leads them to become a better educated buyer of your product or service. We've talked in the past that if people are better educated about a product and service, hopefully that leads them to your product or service because hopefully what you're doing is creating a best-in-class product or service. So there are a lot of opportunities, I think, that we've all seen to both tie gamification to to um, a, a, a directly to a product and sometimes just to the learning about a product you know that's an interesting point there's a, a company called autodesk and they do 3d rendering software so the sort of animation software and they do free trials like every software company right that's how you get engagement you say try it for 10 days or something and what they did and this is really cool they they have now I'm not much of a gamer. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm aware of some of the concepts like open world games are these games where the territory you play in just expands as your character moves through different missions. You get into different worlds or different cities or whatever the format is. And that expanding universe, if you like, is a key element of some games today, some of the big games. So what they did with their, with their um, free trial is to encourage engagement and learning as people tried certain elements of the free trial, it unlocked another tool or another process. So it gave this expansion effect that you had to play around with certain tools in the suite before you could gain access, even though it was a free trial, and you gradually built up this world. And they reckon that because of that increased engagement and the gamification of, of testing the software, 
the subsequent conversion was was much higher, which is one of those non-intuitive uses of gamification. It's not just about rewards or stickers. It's saying it's actually emulating elements of a of um of a real game. Yeah, I think that that reminds me of um, a lot of the simulations. Um, during some of our workshops, some of our clients have uh, a part of it where we'll include the simulations in there. And that's where you might be running a hospital or running um, what are the widgets and gidgets. It may be more you know generic, but it has the metrics that um, a typical business person has to be watching for as they're interacting with the marketplace. And so um, most people do that in grad school, but when, uh, when it comes into the business world and you have a different perspective, Again, that starts to, like, like you said, Sean, it starts to open your mind and, and hopefully you translate that back to, you know, the things that you're actually working on. But, um, it, but it reminds you of the implications of the decisions that you're making too, which is part of a gam- gamification is if I do this, they're going to do this and then I need to do this. Um, so it puts it into action. And I think as, as virtual reality and these, and AI comes about, these uh, simulations are only going to get better and better for, especially for for business uh, simulations. Tom, what do you think? I, I agree. I think in in any situation where there is learning involved, what the new technologies like AI are doing and just making it easier and easier to build some of these worlds Sean's talking about, so that people can either test their learning. Or um, you know, hone their expertise, or even just you know, build enthusiasm um, for for a particular field. I'm I'm going to go to the B to C world for a second because one of the most uh, creative gamification experiences I've had is with the Investors Newspaper, Investors Business Daily. Um, it's 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 just like the name says. It's a it's a newspaper that informs people that are investors. And hopefully helps them make better stock market decisions. Well, they created an entire simulation. Basically, they took the the, the entire history of the stock market, and they put it um, in a, in a simulator, so that you could go and you get a stock put in front of you with the stock's history at a certain point of time, and you follow the movements of that stock and try to predict whether it's going to increase or or, or, or decrease in in value. Based and, and you can do that based on the principles that IBD is trying to teach you. And it has had the effect for them of building people's confidence in that, you know what, if I follow these principles, I can become a better in, investor. And it builds enthusiasm for investing and therefore leads to um, you know, stronger um, pres- uh, uh, subscriber loyalty and more people that are, that are going to their, their newspaper. And so I think where, where there's learning involved, there's a super opportunity for simulation, for AI, for, for, for gamification. And, and let's face it, we're, we all are involved in learning in some aspect. Even if you're managing a product, you're trying to learn how to optimize that product in the marketplace. So simulations are a great form of, of gamification. Yeah, I so think- what I'm hearing so, – sorry, Mary, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just okay. going <laughs> to – go ahead. We should toss a coin, toss a virtual coin. I was going to say – I was trying to pull things together because we've had a lot of examples here. And the way I was listening to what everyone was saying, it seemed like there's three elements of gamification, which you could think of separately and distinct. One is some sort of incentive, whether that's a league table, a reward, 
a recognition, a progress bar, that sort of thing. You've got the um, the, the the learning, so you're you're being encouraged to um, to take on more data, more information, and expand your knowledge. And then the simulation, which is allowing you to to literally play a virtual element of what it is you're doing as a business and trying to find ways of saying, if I did this, what would happen? Of course, it can't truly emulate the real world, but it gives you that decision and consequence feedback loop. So I see gamification, and I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know what you guys think. Is like three things. You're either incentivizing people, having fun, you're, you're learning, expanding knowledge, or you're simulating and trying to um, to, to, to have a, a test, a, a risk-free test of ideas and techniques. Do you, would that be a fair sort of yeah, segmentation think, of gamification? Well, I think that it is a really good way to, to classify at least the, uh, the three, okay. the, the three categories, <laughs> just because um, it, it allows you to not get overwhelmed and go, ah, oh, I'm trying to do something. But the way you're framing it is at that lowest tier, you can always incent someone to listen more or, or take some type of an action um, all the way up to the cool, you know, more technology stuff. So I, I like the way you're thinking about that. Um, what I was going to add to that is, is that the, um, where do you, where do you know in your process to add in gamification possibly? And, uh, one of the tools, a uh, customer journey is a great way to say, where am I falling short with my customers? Um, you know, where are they bored or where, are they at a critical decision point where they could go with us or somebody else? Those are really good points to consider having some type of an incentive all the way up through your three classifications to, you know, some type of a really cool thing that keeps people engaged and educated. So, Tom, what do you think? I, I agree. And, you know, I love threes, so I don't want to disturb Sean's threes, but I can't on the... <clears throat> In the, in the, oh, in you're going to add a four now, aren't you? No, I can, no. I can what I'm going to say is I am going to add a four, but later on, not in real time, I'm going to figure out how it fits back into one of your categories because <laughs> <laughs> I love threes. Threes are great for learning. You talk about learning in games. But I, I think the, the other thing to think about is oftentimes in our workshops, when people are figuring out at the very last day, very last thing, what are you going to do when you go back to the office? A lot of the things that they need to do to execute on a strategy require internal engagement or a change of behavior internally. It might be things such as simple as getting the sales force to understand segmentation and, and, and um, you know, put customers and accounts into the proper segment, or even just getting the, the, the sales force to engage with a CRM system and, and give us more information about customers because they're not doing that right now. You know, these are also where um, a, a lot of companies are using games and contests to incent internal behavior in the support of overall customer-centric strategy. So I promise to figure out how that fits into one of your three, Sean, later. We'll, we'll report back yeah, but it's a good point, isn't it? It is a good point that that we we because we are who we are, we think almost exclusively about customers. But of course, the, you know, you, you've got other stakeholders that need incentive, and employees is a really good one because nothing really happens without that engagement. So, yeah, thank you. I'll leave, leave that one with you, Tom, to uh, to squeeze that into three. I think Sean's three still works. It's just it's a nice wrap around it to say, am I, you know, am I taking care of whichever audience I'm trying to appeal to, which often it's internal. <laughs> internal yeah. is sometimes the hardest part. Um, so any closing thoughts, Sean? 
Um, I just think that it's such a broad canvas that that every business, you know, should at least ask the question. You know, it's not going to always be obvious, but 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 think of what makes games enjoyable. Take every element and then just ask yourself, what part of my business could could this enhance the experience of the users of the employees who can can could make my offer better, wider reaching? Just I think it requires thought. It's not a natural. You know, it's not a natural step. I think you need to take a little step back and think it through. So give it some thought. Yeah, oh, good. Um, Tom? Yeah, I agree. It's it's it's, it's kind of a, a, an overlay to your strategy. And, and, and you kind of can peel it back. You could start at, am I in a product category that lends itself to gamification? Um, can I can I use a simulation or something to, to enhance the expertise of um, you know our clients in a way that's going to lead them back to to our products and, and services because either we've made them smarter and or they realize that the smart choice is to work with us. But you know you peel it back and you say is there uh, some aspect of interaction or learning about our product or on our website that we can gamify appropriately and 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 then finally step all the way back and say are there some aspects of gamification that we can learn or use internally to incent our people to do some things in support of our customer-centric strategy cool all right. Well, um, thank you for joining us today. And if uh, you want to give us feedback or hear other podcasts, you can go to theaccidentalmarketer.com and click on the podcast button or um, on iTunes. We have our, our podcast page. Thank you very much.